Real quick, before we begin, I wanted to let you know, we had some trouble with audio this week. So Sarah's interview with Clarence at, doesn't sound that great. Tis life. Tis life. We are not perfect. <laughs> this is what we call an ID10T error. <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. This, this guy, ID10T error. So I just want to say sorry to Clarence and uh, thanks for watching anyways. Mm -hmm. this week on joy but before we get into that i would love for you to introduce yourself okay i'm clarence harlow i've been going to church here since 2014. my wife and i absolutely love it in fact we found it because of my daughter who loved the speediness of Aaron <laughs> speaking because she has a little bit of adhd and she said oh this is great i can keep up with him so she actually introduced us to the church here so yeah a question on everybody's mind is how many ties do you have i couldn't tell you how many ties i got a lot <laughs> i have your closet this way you got hangers going this way i have a space that has a rotary thing with clips that are apart to look around <laughs> that every single one of those pegs have a tie on it and they're all color coordinated so you blues and greens and yellows and reds around and then that's so full that I have another rack that has like a like a coat rack almost has pegs that come out and that's getting full. So this week we were in Psalms 126 and I'm going to start us off by reading that out of the message translation. It seemed like a dream too good to be true when God returned Zion's exiles. We laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. And now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives, so those who planted their crops in despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest, so those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessings. So what's some of the imagery or the words or the things that stood out to you in that passage. Well, for me, the imagery of God has done good things for us, great things for us. So we chatted a little bit about joy and you shared with me confusion on why we picked you for joy. Yes. Because um, I don't see myself as a woohoo, joyous, you know, person, although yeah. I do laugh and things like that. But I would, I can think of way many other people who are like, joy in that sense oftentimes i think there's the misconception that joy can equal happiness yes. or bubbliness yes. or um easiness yes and sometimes joy doesn't come from easy things it comes from enduring yes hardships from resting in god yeah yeah and so um the reason we thought of you is uh twofold one is a little bit about your job mm -hmm. Um, that can seemingly not be full of joy. 
Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the countywide jury supervisor. And in my job, I am summoning people weekly for various trials. We just started a huge trial back in August that we haven't even selected the jury yet. We're in that, that's a huge process. We're trying to gear up for that while we're still doing other trials. And so it can be very crazy, demanding, long hours. And we end up facing jurors who are not happy to want to be there because, you know, they got to work or whatever. Um, and you usually get the brunt of, or I get as a supervisor, <laughs> the brunt of the complaints. And you just have to, you know, try to empathize with them and understand and let them know, you know, it's nothing personal. It's, you know, it's... I can't tell you how many times I've actually, in my job, prayed for people over the phone, in person, uh, in the jury room, uh, people who are just, they're so stressed out about life, and yet here I am telling them they have to be here. And they actually walk away feeling, okay, I gotta be here, but it's okay. God's, you know, God's got it, type of thing. Where do you think you get that from? What does that stem from? Oh, my relationship with God, absolutely. He has done great and mighty and wonderful <laughs> things for me, for my family, and we recognize that and we are grateful for it and we praise him for it all the time. And we, I, we are learning more and more, my wife and I, we, we are learning more and more how to be children of God. I'm always saying that we as adults need to be channeling that childlike behavior in that we are trusting God that he will provide, that we are uh, trusting him that he takes care of things, he's in control, he's on the throne, um, and that he'll take care of us. And as adults, we kind of get out of that and think we have to do it ourselves, and really we don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have gone, my wife and I have gone through so much over the years, just family-wise losing a child and all this, and yet, we can, when we look back, we can see God was there all the time. He's been taking care of us, and he's still here for us. And as we prepare for our future, I know, we know, he is there taking care of us. Um, my wife and I do not live together right now because of COVID and other things that went on in our lives. She is now working in another state, and we're hoping she comes back within a year or so, but we don't know. So right now, we take turns flying back and forth to visit each other once a month, and every night we Zoom to, to connect and talk about the day and whatnot. Um, but throughout all those challenges, we know God is here. God is taking care of us. He is providing. And yes, we're going through this momentary issue and some of those issues last years, but it's good. God's taking care of us. I know when you first shared, because I, I, I feel like Lisa kind of left, I don't know if it was rushed, but I feel like I didn't know she was leaving. We just found out she was gone. Yes. And so, and even in that moment, you were like trusting and you were okay. And so many times, um, I think there's a false hope that people have that when they become believers, life is going to become easier. Oh. <laughs> it's not. Oftentimes it's not. It's, it's we're better equipped yes. with the endurance to go through these yes. struggles and these hard times. Life's challenges, especially the loss of a newborn son, you don't understand why. Mm -hmm. You're trusting in 
your uh, church elders and whatnot who were teaching and preaching a certain uh, belief, and then you find out in an emergency like that that, well, they don't believe that themselves, mm -hmm. and it kind of devastates you. Uh, and then you're like searching, and uh, I think that process that we went through um, was the biggest uh, eye-opener and uh, movement to trusting God um, because we both, my wife and I both grew up always believing, uh, our family believed and we, you know, we went to church and everything, but um, it, uh, when something like that hits you, the, the floor falls out from underneath you. And um, so then you have to like, all right, Lord, you said, <laughs> you'll take care of me and you'll do this and you'll do that. I'm, I'm like holding you accountable now. <laughs> I was like, hey. Feels like that's when it became personal. Yes. And, and that's a really important step to get into because yes. so often we forget. We, we're very quick to say, I'm just human. I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But we're very quick to forget that others are human right. and don't have all the answers. Yes. And the more we look to God's creations yes. to fill our needs, the further we are from having our needs fulfilled. And that's a really important step in any yeah. journey is that, that moment where you realize they're not going to give me what I'm searching for. I can only get that with from a direct yep. relationship yep. through him. Those things devastate you and you are soul searching for why. And I don't know if we ever really get an answer why, but in that process of soul searching, God reaches, it to, reaches out to you and welcomes you and holds you and, you know, takes care of you through those struggles. Mm -hmm. And if you just take the time to reflect on, well, yeah, we did this and wow, look where we are now. And then we had this and look where we are now. And like, you just, you know, when you, when I, when I look back at our life and all the struggles we've had, and we've had a number even recently, um, those are big, those are big times. Those are times where people often get divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're serious times. Um, and financial struggles and whatnot are common for ending marriages and whatnot. And yet we've managed through, you know, believing and trusting in God to go 40 something years and we are still plugging along and trusting God that he's going to take care of us. I'm just so impressed because I see that in you. I see that exude from you. When I'm overwhelmed, everyone in my life knows that I'm overwhelmed. I have no problem well, complaining about true. my busyness. Well, I think that's true. Everyone knows, but I try not to complain, but rather try to be content at where I'm at, what's going on, and knowing that God will get through. Now, I'll make it through the day. If, if I don't get everything done today, there's always tomorrow. I mean, it's just... That's being, a TED Talk I would sit and listen to all day. Just be content. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people aren't content. And they don't find any joy because they're not content. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have the, the best of life, but I'm content where I'm at. I'm content with my job. I'm content with 
our situation, you know, my wife living up there. I mean, what am I going to do about it? There's nothing, I can't do anything about it. Hmm. So you might as well be content, have some joy, and trust God that he'll eventually make it better. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So this is where we leave you um, and encourage you in those, those tough times when we're feeling like things are getting overwhelming, that you're crying out, that uh, you can't seem to find joy. Uh, that direct personal relationship with Christ is step one, that extension of grace, uh, grace for yourself, grace for others, um, and the hope that we will all be shouting hurrah to the harvest coming. So thanks for tuning in. Audio issues aside, that was a great... <laughs> I enjoyed video. being able to chat with him. Yeah, it's always nice. Uh, so I'm listening to this podcast right now, and at the end of most episodes, they ask, what has brought you joy in life this week? And so I wanted to ask you, what have you dealt with in life uh, lately that has reminded you of a gospel truth, uh, a gospel message that has brought joy into your life? Hmm. Um, well, recently one of the bigger things was Change Their View um, event that we did for eFamilies. And I had the opportunity to participate and my kids are a little older, obviously, than the last time we did it. Um, and through the process of the four of us sitting on the grass and going through kind of the devotional that they had us work out each night, um, uh, a great conversation happened between our son, who is now eight, half he'll remind us um and i i still see my kids as babies but the way that he handled some of the questions and his feelings and his passion about jesus really shined through in a new way that both brandon and i kind of took a step back and said wow maybe he is so for example he's been always asking about baptism. Like for the longest time, my kids thought we're old enough to be baptized when we can hold our breath long enough under the water. And that's what they practice. Um, and so we, you know, we remind them always that it's, no, that's not the test. Um, but he brought it up again and said he wanted to be baptized once again. And so we said, well, explain to us why. And he gave this answer that seemed much older than an eight-year-old answering and talked about just wanting to spend his whole life serving Jesus. And yeah, of course we cried, um, but we were able to pray in that moment to have him accept Jesus into his heart. And then of course my six-year-old who needs to do everything that she sees someone else getting positive reinforcement over. Um, but it was just this really special moment and it on a much smaller scale makes me think of how joyful Christ must feel every time someone repents and and lays their life into his hands and just that love, that reciprocal love to feel it back and to want it so bad for someone. And then when they accept it, like, gosh, I can't even imagine what that feels like for him. Because mm -hmm. as a parent, it felt insane. Speaking of parenthood, uh, so for me, we I got a call from our social worker for our, our foster child, uh, calling about just final details for uh, paperwork 
that's you submitting to the state as kind of our last step uh, before adoption. There's no hurdles at this point. Uh, and so we, it's just a waiting game in terms of when the adoption hear- hearing will be at this point. So it could be November, it could be June. <laughs> it all really will now just determine on when they get that paperwork back and can schedule uh, court. And so um, all that to say, uh, that really started my thinking on what it means to adopt him uh, and giving him actually a new name, which was part of the conversation of as he was confirming what his new name will be. Um, and, and, and bringing me to the foot of the cross and, and really what it means to be adopted as God's child and, and what that, the source of my identity now being God's child and, and it, it makes it more real going through this process mm. has made being adopted as God's child all the more real, you know, and, and probably will more, you know, as it progresses uh, through it. Um, but yeah, just in that, I mean, I think it, I think it brings joy to, to see it on this side of, of things, you know, because adoption has always been a part of faith, my faith and understanding. But yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. It's been, uh, uh, makes it more tangible. Yeah. So that's been what I've been excited to see. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay, Michael, this is just for you. This is my tie rack, and with the flick of the button, it starts going around. The ties are in somewhat color-oriented order. Blues, greens, yellows, reds, blacks, whites, bow ties, and whatnot. And then over here, the overflow ties. Uh, these are mostly uh, holiday ties, Christmas, um, Halloween-ish. Uh, yeah, those are my ties.